on the upcoming Yom Tov of Shavuos, of course, we celebrate the fact that Hashem gave us the Torah. We celebrate that Hashem chose us as the Amam Nivchar to receive the Torah. Today we're going to discuss what happens when you have someone who is not part of that Amam Nivchar, not, not a Jew, a Gentile who comes, and he wants to learn the Torah as well. Let's go through various halachas and scenarios of that. Just start out with a couple of question scenarios that very frequently could come up, do come up. Like uh, two weeks ago, I was um, there was a gentleman who hit my car, and we were waiting to file an accident report. And I don't think he is a Jewish gentleman. And he starts asking me, "What do you do?" And I started trying to explain to him in very vague terms what exactly a guy does. Fine, study, teach, etc. The guy goes, "Oh, a couple of years ago, I was sitting down trying to go through the Bible. I really there's a lot of stuff in there I did not understand. It would have been great to have you around then." You know, I was like, "Great, I wasn't around then." But the question would have been. What, well, had the guy come to me and, you know, ask me, explain to me this Pasuk. What's this verse in the Torah? What I, would that, would that have been permitted? That's question number one. Question number two, we know that um, the motto of our shul is the Orthodox shul for all Jews. Sometimes that people expand that the Orthodox shul for all non-Jews as well. Um, and that can be under different circumstances. That can be because someone's... Huh? Lots of different... We'll go through all those. There's, a, there's one circumstance where... There's one circumstance where someone's coming because they want to be Maguire, they want to convert. That's one circumstance you have to talk about. And we have people who, for whatever reason, seem to be attracted to the atmosphere of the shul. And they're not Jews, and they don't have any intention of becoming Jews. Now, they're coming in, and they're listening to Drushas, they're listening to Shurim. Well, sorry, we let her give a Drush, we let her give a Shur, if those people are present. And the last question is that this Shur goes on a podcast every week. And the podcast is available to anyone. It could be accessed by an Anju. Is there a problem that I'm making it available, maybe for non-Jews now? Listen to Torah every week. Go through all these halachas. Go through all the, the, the sugya and we'll come out to you how these halachas come out. The first source for this discussion is the Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara in Sanhedrin brings the Pasuk, Torah Tziva Lanu Maisha, My Rasha Kilas Yaakov. Shem gave us the Torah. Um, and Maisha taught us the Torah. And it was My Rasha Kilas Yaakov. It's an inheritance for Kilas Yaakov. The Gemara learns out from there that a Akum, a non-Jew, that learns Torah, is Chayiv Misa. He's liable for the death penalty, a non-Jew who learns Torah. The Gemara asks, if that's the case, we should have eight mitzvahs b'nei Noach. We know there's only seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach. Why do we stop at seven? We should have additional ones as well. Is there a prohibition for a non-Jew to learn Torah? And the Gemara gives two possible answers. Either, as we said, is an inheritance just for the Jewish people. Therefore, if a non-Jew comes and learns it, he's essentially stealing our inheritance. That would be included in one of the already pre-existing seven mitzvahs b'nei Noach of stealing. And maybe for that reason why it's not an extra one. Um, that's one answer of the Gemara. The second answer the Gemara gives is that the that instead of, don't read it. My Russia Kilos Yaakov. That's an inheritance for the Jewish people, but it's Mu Russia Kilos Yaakov. It is supposed to speak that the Jewish people are married to the Torah, and when a non-Jew comes and studies the Torah, essentially violating that that relationship, that marriage relationship that the Jewish people have with the Torah. If that's the case, the Gemara says, he's already violating one of the pre-existing Shev Mitzvah of, of of inappropriate relation, marital relationships. The Gemara says, either way, it's going to be included already in the pre-existing Shev Mitzvah either because he's stealing, or it's included in the prohibition of Gilu Arayas, which is one of the Shev Mitzvah Nayach. This first Gemara. There's another Gemara, Gemara in Chagiga. Separate Gemara. The Gemara over there says that a Jew is not allowed to teach a non-Jew Torah. 
Why not? The Gemara comes from a Pasuk that we say every day in Pesuk the Zimra. The Pasuk is talking about that, the fact that, that, that Hashem gave us the Torah. And the Gemara says, and the Pasuk says, um, He didn't do, Hashem did not do that for the other nations. And they are not supposed to know our laws. Not allowed to know our laws. Therefore, the Gemara stands from there, there is a second prohibition for a Jew to teach a non-Jew Torah. The first Gemara is saying that the non-Jew is not allowed to learn. It's a prohibition for him. The second Gemara is saying a prohibition for us that we're not allowed to teach him. Tysus over there asks the question. He says, once we have the first Gemara that the non-Jew is not allowed to learn Torah, why do we need to have a second prohibition that we're not allowed to teach him? The mere fact that he's not allowed to learn means that I can't teach him because if I did, that would be listening either, enabling someone else to do something which is prohibited for them. So if, so if, 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 if there would anyway be a prohibition of listening either, of that I anyways can't teach him, because I'm not allowed to enable him to do something he otherwise prohibited him from to do, why do I need to make up a second, why does the Torah need to tell me there's a second prohibition over here for me to teach him? Why do I need a specific prohibition to teach him? It would have been prohibited anyways because of the problem of listening either. And Tyson's answer is that that, that case where we need a specific prohibition because there are scenarios where lifting Eva does not apply, where he would have been able to accept, we had access to learning anyways. I you had the non-Jew who's willing to teach him. So he's able to learn anyways. Therefore, it's not considered I enabled it for him to learn. So therefore, the, pro the prohibition of lifting Eva will not apply. Prohibition of lifting Eva only applies if he would not have been able to do it without me. Here he had another non-Jew who was willing to teach him. Therefore, he was able to do it without me. That says, Tyson, therefore, there wouldn't be a problem with Eva. That's why we need to have a specific prohibition, even when there's no lift naiver, still it's prohibited for you to teach a Nanju. So come down, anytime a Nanju comes to Lunataria, we have three issues we have to deal with. Issue number one, the fact that there's a, we said he's not allowed to learn Torah. Issue number two, the fact that we're not allowed to teach him. And issue number three is that the fact that he's not allowed to learn means that there's listening either for me to teach him. There's another prohibition for me to enable him to do something he is not allowed to do. Let's go through some of the various leniencies and exceptions we see to this law. We see there are three problems. What could be various exceptions and leniencies that will lead us into the cases we started out with? The Gemara in Saita says, that, that when the Jewish people, we, that the, the Pasuk tells us that when we crossed over the Yardin, Hashem told us, told, told, told Meshwain, told Yeshua, that you're going to have to write, write out the Torah and, um, and, and make it accessible in 70 languages for the non-Jews to come and to learn that Torah. So the Maretz Chiyetz, on the, one of the commentaries in the back, back, back of the Gemara, he asks, what, how are we specifically doing it in order to enable them to learn Torah? How is that possible? We just said that there's it's prohibited for them to learn, prohibited for us to teach us the problem of the Eva that we're enabling them to learn the Torah, specifically giving them something. The Gemara makes it very clear over there. They would not have had access to our Torah if it wasn't for that. How could it be that we're telling that, that how could it be that we're specifically commanded to do something which we, now we're saying we're not, we just said we're not allowed to do? So Merzachit answers that he said that the whole prohibition of teaching a non-Jew Torah is specifically talking about Torah Shabbat Peh. You have oral law, all the all the Gemaras and all the Mishnahis and everything like that, all the oral Torah. That is where there's a problem of teaching a non-Jew Torah. But, Torah Shebek Sav, the, the Tanakh, everything is written down in the Torah and Nevi'im Ksuvim, that the Mishchid says is not a problem of teaching a non-Jew um, Torah. That's the opinion of the Mishchid and other, there are many other Chayim who follow the opinion of the Nitziv. Um, went with this as well, and they all bring the same proof from the Gemara in Saita. Now, there are those who want to say this proof is not, is not such a strong proof. 
we have a specific commandment because there was a specific reason why Hashem wanted the non-Jews to have access to the Torah at that particular point in time in history was that they shouldn't have a complaint that we didn't, they never had the opportunity to learn. Fine, that was a specific time and point in history where Hashem gave a specific commandment to do it. That was Hirasha from Hashem. Every, everywhere else, we don't, have, we don't find that there is a general leniency. In other words, come out, there's two possible ways to answer that Gemara. Either that the whole prohibition doesn't apply to Tereshav Ksav, in which case that would give us a huge leeway over here. That would have been an answer for, you know, if the guy, wants to, the guy who's, who hit my car, he wants to talk to me about verses in the Bible. Okay, that's Tereshav Ksav. That would have been permitted. On the other hand, if we go with the answer that it was a specific point in time in history where Hashem gave a specific commandment here, because you have to teach, you have to make it accessible for them, so they shouldn't have a complaint later that they never had the opportunity to learn, then that's not a, we wouldn't have a general leniency and um, to teach them Torah Shavuksav in general. Practically, amongst the contemporary Paiskim, um, as Rosh Weiss says, goes with this leniency. As a practical, he said you're allowed to learn Torah Shavuksav. Others go with it as well. Rav Meisha Feinstein. Um, he brings down both sides of the issue, does not give a definitive opinion. Um, Rav Vosner, Rav Yashiv, Rav Yosef, they all do not go with this leniency, and they say it was particular for that specific situation, and we cannot apply a general leniency to teach Torah Shebek Sav. We have one, one leniency which says, again, there's no consensus amongst the Paiskim whether or not we can re rely on that or not. If I'm explaining a puzzle, is now that so there's there's translating it and the basic understanding. If you need to come on to explain it because of Rashi, because of what the Gemara says about it, because of what the Drashim say about it, that's Torah Shabbat. If you explain, yeah, I saw, I, I'm not, I'm sorry if I heard from first Shachli, someone quoting from Shachli said that if uh, your non-Jewish um, co-worker asks you, what's this, this holiday? He said, tell him exactly what it says in the Pasuk. You know, that you're teaching, you're teaching him exactly what it says in Pasuk. If you're going with that, if you're going with that leniency, that would be that would be a way to do it. Once you start going on to the rest of it, then that would really be a problem. Terush about that. Yeah, so you're allowed to tell them what you're. As you're allowed to tell them what you're not allowed to do. But the guy wants to know why. What, what's with the booth? What's with that little hut you're sitting in, right? So you can say, you know, so you can say, yeah, 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 you can say, go through the psukim. But more than that, he was you know, saying that hey, if you're going with that leniency, you'd have that 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 ability to, to, to do that. I don't you have to go. So you don't have to go through all the details of, of why that would be already to show pet. Now the question is, Gak, we'll get to really the next, really what you're getting at. Maybe it gets into the next question. Just yeah. One more point. The reason that the goyim uh, have. The, uh, the Greek translation was went back in 273. had translated with the 70 scholars into Greek. Yeah, so the Gemara, the, Unfortunately, we've suffered tremendously. So the Gemara, the Chaisis asked that question: how that was how that was allowed? And either they, they it could be they were there were situations where they they were they were forced into it essentially. It wasn't it wasn't one time we did willingly. Um, uh, is one allowed to make reference to a specific piece of? Learning, I'm going to call it, that is, in my case, as a therapist, where I sometimes refer to, you know, there's a law that says you can't get angry when you're disciplining your children. Yes, I believe, I believe that that's, in general, the person say that Musser and those types of things and ethics is permitted to teach to a non-Jew, especially if you're doing it, you know, to, to, to you know, a basic benefit of, of Musser. Also, you're not really teaching them Torah. You're, you know, you're back, backing up the, the, the therapy with, you know, sources in the Torah, but it's not really, you know, I don't think, I don't know if that would be considered teaching them Torah. really, you know, being a good therapist. Um, okay, the Nitziv comes along and says, in second possible leniency, the Gemara says, Akum she'isik b'tayra. What does the word isik b'tayra mean? He toils in Torah. Is that the, the Taz explains why do we say every morning, la'asik b'divrei Every morning we say in Berchus 
we don't, we, say, we don't say lo my tire, we say la'asik, to toil in tire. The reason why we say that is because the main mitzvah of learning is to get go in depth, to, to work over it. Just to, to learn it at a surface level is, is not the main mitzvah of Taz, not the main mitzvah of learning, and, uh, and, and the and the and and the Siv wants to build off that. Other places want to build off that and say that 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 when you teach a Nanju and you do it on a surface level, that's not a problem of Akam Shit Isaac The problem of an, of a Nanju learning Torah is when he goes in depth and learns that and you know and it gets to the bottom of it, goes to a deep dive. But if he learns it at, on a surface level, then uh, the Siv and other places can want to suggest that perhaps there's no problem of a Nanju learning Torah. That may be if you're talking about the basics to Nanju of Yamtiv and you're going at a surface level, maybe that would be what is considered last week is may depend on like uh, whole field man um, um, now the, however other places can want to point out that where does it say where does this, where, where, we have we said there's two prohibitions there's a pro- problem of the non-jew learning tyra and a problem for you to teach him where did it use the word isaac when he learned Okay, so if he's not not going in depth, that's not a problem of that's not a problem of of of, of, of him learning Torah. But when it says that you t- can't teach him, it just says you're not allowed to muster, you're not allowed to give over to him any Torah. But when it says that, so yeah, you're right. He's allowed to learn. That doesn't necessarily, some point in the Siv wants to point out, that doesn't necessarily mean you're allowed to teach him. Maybe that would only be a leniency for him to learn, but not for you to teach. Other parties can want to get it all the way, and you can even teach him in those circumstances. That would be that comes out again. Another machlek is not him. Maybe he, for sure he's allowed to learn if he's doing it on a surface level. But for you to teach him, even on a surface level, again, may be problematic because that the Gemara that says that, that Isaac is specifically talking about where he learns. It's not talking about where you teach him. Okay. What happens when the Nanju, you have a Nanju who's coming and he wants, he's interested in converting, he's going through a bez and he wants to convert to Yiddishkeit, he wants to convert to Judaism. Now, is he allowed to come and learn? So the Gemara, so the Gemara in Shabbos, famous Gemara in Shabbos, brings down stories, actually the Gemara is talking about the, not going to talk about Geras really, talking about the patience, trying to demonstrate the tremendous patience that Hillel Zakin had, and the Gemara says that there was a, a Gentile who overheard someone, talk, overheard someone learning the Pusik, discussing the um, Big Day Kahuna, the 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 clothing that the Kayan Gadol wore. Uh, he was very impressed with, you know, all this beautiful clothing. And he asked, who, who gets to wear these clothing? And he said, the Kayan Gadol. He said, great, I want to convert, convert to Judaism, and I'm going to become a Kayan Gadol so I can wear these clothing. So he first went to Shammai. Shammai threw him out. Um, then he came to Hill, and Hill said, sure, no problem. We'll convert you. And then he converted him. And then he said, but, you know, before you become a Kayan Gadol, you have to... You have to learn about what, what's, what goes into Kayin Gadol. He says, okay. sits down and learns what goes into becoming Kayin Gadol. And he gets to the Pasuk, which we read yesterday in last week's parasha, Hazar Yakar Yumas, that a stranger, the Gemara says, who comes and does the Avaidah, is, is liable for death. So he asks, who, 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 who's, who's the stranger we're referring to? He said, anyone who's not, anyone, anyone who's not from a kind, who's not, who's not from, who, who can't be a kind, if he's not from the kind family, even if he's, even the Gemara said, even if he's David Amel, he's not a kind, he can't do the Avaida. And this, 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 this Gentile who is now a convert said, whoa, if he can't become a kind Gadol, then for sure, me who converted, I for sure can't become a kind, I for sure can't become a kind Gadol. That's the Gemara. Masha asks a couple of questions on this Gemara. He says, what's going on? He says, we know we have a halakha. We don't convert people if they have an ulterior motive. This guy's coming to us. I want to convert because I like those clothing. 
that's a thing that's no obvious ulterior motive than that. So how are we allowed to convert him? That was Marshall's question. Marshall answers that the Gemara first, in the, in the Gemara first hill taught him the Pasuk, taught him the, these Pesukim about Kain Gadol. Then he realized he can't become a Kain Gadol, and he still wanted to convert, then we converted him. I think it reverses a little bit the order exactly what it seems to say in the Gemara, and he seems to say that first he learned, then he, got, then he was converted, and by the time he converted, he already realized he can't become a Kain Gadol, and he still wants to convert anyways. And that's why he was permitted to convert him. Asked him, well, that means he learned when he was a Gentile still. How is he allowed to do that? Masha answers, no. When, he's, when a person is coming to convert, we are allowed to teach them Torah. That's the, Mar- the Marshal's answer. This, based on this Marshal, it seems to be the minog that we do teach um, people who are coming to convert, we do teach them Torah. However, there's a Kivager, and Rekivager argues on this Marshal. There's a Tesis in Yavamis, Rekivager points out, Tesis in Yavamis, who asks the exact same question as Marshal. How are we allowed to convert? This Gentile who wanted to wear these the the kind of clothing he, again he had no terror motive, and the Marsha doesn't and the Tesis does not answer like the Marsha that first he taught him. Tesis answers Hillel Azaki knew that the guy was going to um, was, was 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 going to be legitimate at the end, and he knew he was going to be Lashem Shemayim, and he was going to want it even if he couldn't wear the big day kuna, and therefore he was allowed to convert him. And Tesis is saying not that he learned first and then he converted. Tesis is saying that he converted first and then learned the Psukim. And Hillel was not allowed to do that because Hillel knew that he was, he was, he was legitimate. Then Rekivega comes out according to Taisfis, we no longer have a proof that you can, you can convert a Jew and convert a, uh, that you're allowed to teach someone who's coming to convert. Because this guy was a Jew already by the time Hill sat down and learned from the Psukim. It says, it says Rekivega, we no longer have a proof from that Gemara that you're allowed to, um, they are they, allowed to teach a non-Jew, a, a non-Jew who is coming to convert. There was actually a specific story that Ricky Vega was talking about was that he had a someone who a non-Jew came. He wants to convert, and he was ready to convert right then and there. The particular country they were in did not allow conversions in Europe in the in you know, two or three hundred years ago. They were not allowed. You know, the government did not allow that. Um, and so this non-Jew said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually I'm gonna make my way to a different country where it is legal. But meanwhile, I wanna I wanna learn." And Ricky Vega, based on Tysus does not have, we don't know, based on the way Tysus understands the Gemara, we do not have a proof from that Gemara with Hill that he was allowed to teach him. And Rekivager says, I don't have the ability to say that he's allowed to learn. That was Rekivager, and Rekivager's sack is that a, someone who's coming to convert, you're not allowed to teach him. Again, the accepted minog seems to, is like the Marsha, that you are allowed to teach a, someone who's coming to convert. And we have to know exactly at what stage, I'm going to say, you know, if a person's going through a Bezdin, obviously that's someone who's coming to convert. person who expresses general interest, yeah, yeah, you have to know exactly who that is, when that is, when when that means they're coming to convert. As again, every case has to be judged on on one on a case by case basis. Huh? Yeah. How, how would anybody? Right. Basically, you're never going to convert someone who doesn't know any, anything about you. You're asking. You're asking. You're asking. Remember, Kivager. Yes. So, so that, that, there are different opinions. Exactly what that means. First of all, there are different levels where you can teach them. The, you know, the Allah, when a person comes to convert, we ask. He said, you know, mixus, mixus, kalis, mixus, mixus, chamurus. We tell them a little bit of the, the easy ones, a little bit of the hard ones, right? It sounds from there maybe like more like Rikivager that you don't have to teach him everything. Okay, you have to know what that means. Um, Ramesha essentially asks your question, and Ramesha essentially just says, Ramesha wants to understand Rikivager is talking about a much, much further stage along in the gears. In other words, he agrees that you have to teach him, he just agrees, he's putting it at a much later stage in the gears. Not, I don't know if that's a simple understanding of Rikivager, but that's how Ramesha wants to understand Rikivager. My understanding is that Ramesha is maybe part of the proof that you can teach a convert what you need to teach. 
teach him to okay, yeah. bring him to the Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. Versus where the Hebrew is like, you want to convert, you can't just learn from the sake No, he's arguing on the marshal, though. He's arguing on the marshal. He's saying, marshal, you want to bring a proof from there that you can teach him what you need to teach him? That's the case, right? The case was he was teaching what he thinks he needs to teach. What he first of all, he doesn't really have to know about anything about Kangal at that point. Um, but 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 the Rikiv was arguing on the Mashal, saying you have no proof from that Gemara because the Tosis understands the Gemara differently than you, and Tosis understands the Gemara that he was converted first, and therefore it comes out according to Tosis. He wants to say there's no proof. Again, the minig is we do teach. You just have to know exactly where and when that where where and when that begins. And, and, that's 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 your father-in-law's question. <laughs> Um, you're agreeing with your father-in-law. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure it doesn't make any sense because you wouldn't be against the So we know we tell him something. Question is how much? How much is he allowed to learn? To what extent? Uh, one, one, one more taking this point one, one step further. I know someone who uh, the relative, a relative of mine who was a rebbe in Arsameach, and he taught a gemara share to those who were already became already about who were already from. He wasn't involved in the Kirib aspect, he was past that, he was giving a regular Gemara shear um, to, the, um, to, the, to these men. In his shear, he had someone who was going through the Geras process, going through, through a regular Bezin, through the Geras process. And he approached Rav Yitzchak Berkowitz, one of the big places in Yerushalayim, particularly involved in the Rashiva of Eshera, he's very involved in, 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 in giving Sakim for, for Kirib situations. And he asked him, he said, okay, so the guy's allowed to learn whatever he needs to know. Shabbos, Tefillin, everything, Kashrut, everything else in the world. I'm teaching him Bavakam. I'm teaching Lumdis and Bavakama. What does that have to do with what the guy needs to know? What's my, how am I allowed to teach this guy, come in every day, and say a share to this guy on, on, uh, on Bavakama? And my brother told him that, that part of being a Jew is having the skills to learn. Means the guy is going to convert, and he immediately needs these skills to be able to learn. If we don't give him those skills before he converts, then he's not going to have those skills the second he becomes a Jew. Part of being a Jew is, ha- is, having that, is, is, is having the skills to learn, and therefore he passed in that you are allowed to even teach him lundus, uh, no, no relation to what he needs to do on a regular, everyday basis. Why? Because someone who's converting needs all the skills to become a Jew, including those how to learn. Again, obviously we're going with the psak of the Marsha, which we said is the accepted psak um, that we have. Okay, then we said we have people who come and seemingly have no intent to convert. Or how are, we allow- are, we allow- are we allowed to teach them? They're coming, or they're coming into shul, they're hearing drushas, they're hearing shirim. What, what, uh, the, how are we allowed to talk? How are we to give a shir if they're here? Rav Moshe Feinstein addresses this question. He was talking about a case. He said someone, had, someone asked him a question. They have a relative who is married to a non-Jew, and this relative is going to come to their seder with their non-Jewish spouse. And he said, um, the person who was asking the question, the questioner wanted to know, he said, I'm going to say lots and lots of terror by my seder. All right, let's go through my gate and say lots and lots of terror. This non-Jew is going to hear every every single word of it. Am I am I am I this person allowed to be my my, my seder? Am I allowed to say Torah when this person is by my seder? So Moshe Feinstein answered him that that yeah the guy's not allowed to learn that's for sure. But your prohibition of teaching him is when you that is your intent. I am coming to teach him. If I am if I intend to teach someone else and this guy is listening in and my intent is not to teach him, Moshe said there's no prohibition of teaching him in that case. The whole prohibition of teaching him is when I intend to teach him. If I intend not to teach him, what can I do? The guy's sitting there, obviously he's hearing it. Ramesh Feinstein says under those circumstances, there would be no prohibition. Even according to, there's still, even according to this, you still have another problem. We said he's not allowed to learn. That just means that you're, you're, what you're teaching him is not called teaching him, it's called, you know, he's picking out Torah, but, and he's listening. But we know he's not allowed to learn. If he's not allowed to learn, there's a problem of listening even. Because now I'm enabling him to learn. 
here Ramesha wants to again say a fundamental idea on Lifna Ever. Ramesha says that that the idea of Lifna Ever is when I go and I give it to him. I intend for him to have it. But if I am doing going about my own business, doing my own regular thing, and I don't intend to give it to him, and he comes and takes something for me essentially, he just listens into my tale. There Ramesha says, again, there's not that's not also Lifna Ever. Lifna Ever is when I intend to give it to him. When I intend to give something to him, and I enable him to, to do an Avera, that's Lifna Ever. If I just happen to have something, make something available, no, that intent to give it to him, I don't want him to have it, actually. There's no lift neither. That's why Ramesh said you don't have to put up, you don't have to put up a sign on your field that's Arla. May someone say someone's going to come and, and, and eat the Arla? No, I don't, I didn't make to give it to you. I meant my, my field. You came and took it? Not my problem. You invited this couple to the Seder. Right? No, so he invited, what? When, I, he's, when, he, speaks, when he speaks to Tyra, he means for, he means for the, Jewish, the Jewish people around, around the table. I don't want it. I'm not talking to him. Okay, I hear the question. I hear the question. Okay, I hear the question. Maybe Rebel Yashiv happens to be argues seemingly on the stack of Rebel Yashiv. So Rebel Yashiv has a tshuva where he discusses he discusses having a gemara share over the radio. Um, I don't know for sure. Maybe he was referring to Rabbi Taitz's Dafa Shvur that went on for many decades, where it was broadcast over the radio, a Gemara Shir. Um, and she did not go with his leniency, said, You're not allowed to teach them anything they're not allowed to learn. A lot of them have and other things, but anything they're not allowed to learn, you're not allowed to teach them over the radio. What do I care the fact that I'm not coming to teach them? I'm teaching him, bottom line. Then Rabbi Yashiv argued in this Maybe, like Rabbi Katz is saying, I did see it. Go back to the last question. The last question, which was that uh, the podcast, I'm putting it out there, right? So, according to Moshe, for sure it's mother, right? I, I don't know. I mean, of course, it only intends for Jews. I maybe some one day a non Jew is going to go on there. I'm sure there are non Jews who are going to Torah anytime and get stuff from there. It's, it's, it's unquestionable that it, that happens. So, so even I saw a quote from Vyashiv. It's not, it's not true, but it's hard to know the quotes. You have to know how accurate they are from Vyashiv. Vyashiv wanted to say that that case is even even Vyashiv, even he agrees that case is permitted. Similar to maybe like Ray Katz is saying, he's saying that in that case it's in my house and you come and take it just because I didn't lock my door. Right? I made it accessible for everyone, but I really you're coming to me to take it from me when I never intended to give it to you. Totally, Vyashiv said even that case would be. Permitted, even though Ravyashev said that a regular case of a, a radio show, no. Radio show, I'm broadcasting it out there. He, he did not permit that. The only case Ravyashev permitted, he had a case Why? of a shear which, would, which wouldn't go on if they kicked out the, the Gentiles. They said, okay, fine, you don't have, if it's not going to be able to exist, the shear, if you don't, if you don't let the Gentiles stay, because all the Jews are going to leave also, then that was the only case Ravyashev permitted it, um, Ravyashev permitted. Again, I think the, the minute is like Ravmaisha, that, that, that any case where I do not intend for the Jew to, to listen, for, for, I don't intend for the non-Jew to listen, I don't intend for him to hear the Torah, the fact that he's sitting there does not bother us, does not, does not make it prohibited. It just comes out, that, let's just go, go review the basics, there's machlekes if Torah Shebik Sav is permitted, it seems to be a machlekes amongst the contemporary Paiskim as well, whether or not you're allowed to teach a non-Jew Torah Shebik Sav, he said, it may not, may not be a problem for a non-Jew to learn, if you're learning at a surface level, for you to teach him, many Paiskim say, is Problematic. It, it, someone who's coming to convert the minigas that we do teach that person, um, like the Marsha. And it seems like, again, the minig also like Rabbi that as long as I do not intend to teach a non Jew Torah, even if you have to be sitting there, that's okay. You have to keep in mind, according to Rabbi Misha, that, that if you start, he starts asking questions in the middle of the year, you can't answer him. <coughs> you answer him, you're teaching him. Mm-hmm. That would be a problem, even according to Rabbi Misha. <laughs>